Hello everyone and welcome to Sort of My Podcast. My name is Vincent Herman, Vin the Human, sitting to my right. James Little, Alpha Spectre. Before we get started today guys, like our nerd news page Sort of My Comics on Facebook and follow Sort of My Podcast on Instagram. Check out Subject to Change Entertainment on Facebook, Twitter, and subscribe on YouTube and SoundCloud. You're checking us out on one of those while here, why not like, comment, and share? Sharing is the best way to get the good word of comics out to the people, and all of our personal social media is down in the description below. Alpha Spectre, how have you been since our last episode? <sighs> Busy. Work has kind of taken its toll on me the past couple of weeks. Oh, yeah. Uh, had a long weekend that. this week, but only had one day off last weekend. That makes a difference. <laughs> like... You know, there. I know a lot of people. They have intermittent schedules with like a day off here and a day off there, yeah. and all that. But when you get used to having two days off in a row, and then you only get one, and have, still have to work five more. Yeah, I feel you. Yeah, I feel you on that. Um, work's been crazy for me, but life has been kind of a little up and down. There's been a low point recently, but there's been a lot of high points. Some of our faithful illustrious 10 might know that I've been single and wearing it on my sleeve for quite some time. Yes, you have. And that might be changing. Like, no official terms have been thrown around, but things are going good in that department. And uh, speaking of things that are going good, uh, in the department of our Facebook page, or at least the Sword of My Comics Facebook page, we have a post blowing up. Yeah, we do. Yeah, uh, the Simpsons Quickie Mart post that we made was just went nuts. It's getting shared all over the place. Like people are commenting like crazy. People are loving that idea alone. And it, I, from what I understand, it has like Sim, Simpsons themed products, but it doesn't have like the Duff beer energy drink that they came out with. Really? Or, yeah. Like it doesn't have like products you would see in the Quickie Mart. It has products with the Simpsons on them, more or less. Yeah. Huh. A little bit of a bummer there, but still, like, I mean, it's the Quickie Mart. It looks exactly like it. I guess oh, yeah. it has yeah. a poo on the wall as you're leaving that says, thank you, come again. Yeah, so that's pretty cool. Uh, another really cool thing, we posted the Sword of My Comics. Uh, have you checked out this Rick Sellis guy on Instagram? I think I follow him. Okay. Uh, or I have followed him since you posted the, yeah i went did you and see, followed did him did you see the comic book covers he did based on the yeah. animated series style yeah those were good oh my god like new old he did that one with the joker holding batman strapped to the playing card yeah, yeah that was awesome and it's all batman animated series bruce tim style type art but it's, like, situations you've never seen those specifically animated characters in. It's just really great. Rick Sellis. Rick, R-I-C-K-C-E-L-I-S. Check this guy out on Instagram. You're gonna love it. If you love the animated series, you're gonna love this guy on Instagram. And I think he's on Facebook, too. So Yeah, definitely yeah, check go check him out, guys. You uh, be another thing you guys need to check out. Uh, we're gonna go into detail. We got an ad coming up in the middle of the show that'll give you all the detail. But CASA, Court Appointed Special Advocates. I had to write it down on actual notes this time because uh, I put this together really fast this time. <laughs> but they contacted us about getting involved with their special event. They're gonna have superheroes there. It's all to help uh, neglected and abused children. 
So we're going to go into an ad in between what we decided news and phone booth news. So yeah. stick around for that. But let's go ahead and jump into our first thing on the docket, the trailers. The first one we're talking about, Star Wars Resistance first look trailer came out. And uh, if you guys aren't aware what the show is going to be about, I got a synopsis here. It is about Kasuda Ziono. A young pilot for the Resistance is tasked with a top-secret mission to investigate the First Order, a growing threat in the galaxy. So, a little cut and dry there. This being done by uh, executive producer Dave Filoni, who was responsible for uh, the Clone Wars and Rebels and all that. (laughs) Yeah, that still came to... (laughs) I mean, good effort. Thank you for trying to cover the mic. But, uh, no... This being handled by Dave Filoni, it's in good hands. But first thing, right off the bat, <laughs> I hate. I am I am not a fan of cell shaded cell shaded animation style. Yeah, and that, that kind of threw me off because yeah. here I was expecting kind of like a Clone Wars style, right? And and that worked so well for the universe. It was very well received. Everyone still praises that show. And everything else, mm-hmm. but then when this all popped up, I don't. Yeah, it, it threw me off. Now it may end up being a really good show, but personally, like visually, it's not there for me. Now, as far as the quality of the show, I think like what we get from the trailer, it seems like it's gonna be uh, really kid friendly at first. Yeah, but we got to remember that the other two shows started that way, and they. Pretty quickly went into like deeper Star Wars lore territory and got real, and the stories became really relatable and understandable. And so I'm not really holding it to that light right yet because it could it could go in a, a better direction. But yeah, right off the bat, animation style, not a fan of it. The ships look awesome. Yeah, ships look yeah. great. Uh, I'm also still hyped that Oscar Isaac is doing the voice of Poe, and Gwendolyn Christie is the voice of Captain Phasma. Mm -hmm. So that's really cool, straight from the movies. Uh, And it has a good voice cast, including uh, Donald Faison, who you might know from Scrubs, Mm -hmm. uh, Bobby Moynihan, SNL fame, and Jim Rash, who just does like a million voices (laughs) out there in the world. He's like, this generation is Jim Cummings. Yeah, more or less. So what do you think? You going to check this out? Uh, I, have you ever watched the other shows? I, I've watched some of Clone Wars, but that's really about the only outside of the movies Star Wars stuff that I've dipped into. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've started watching the Clone Wars from beginning to end. Uh, I think I'm in like a few episodes into season three, and that's when it starts getting like serious and like real adult tensions are start starting to be brought up like jedi lore is getting looked into so that's when it's really interesting for like a star wars fan right and i'm waiting to watch rebels until i finish clone wars i know i don't have to it's not like a continuity thing technically uh but yeah you know i'm a purist like that i'm a completionist (laughs) uh but this comes out uh october 7th it's 10 p.m on the disney channel if you guys want to check it out, uh, like I said, the art style, and I'm torn because like it could be a really great story, and it's Star Wars, so I'm going to watch it, but man, I hate that fucking style. I hate that animation style. Never been a fan of it, but 
I know one thing you're a big fan of. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We got a season two trailer for Iron Fist. Full trailer. No uh, no crap like the teasers we've been getting. We got a real taste of the show. Which, to be fair, the teasers haven't really been crap. Like, they've all been great so uh, far for this. I feel like they've been too too little. Too little. Well, One more. See, one here, here's the thing that... And I'm in constant argument with people about this, is a teaser is just that. It's supposed to leave you wanting more. It's just going to give you little bits, like the Venom teaser that we got. People were so mad about that one, but it was a teaser. I think what you were referring to is the the actual first trailer. For For Venom? Venom, No, no, the... They labeled it as a teaser. If you didn't know that it was about the superhero Venom, then you didn't know that... Why is the Sony YouTube page labeling this latest trailer as trailer two, then? Because there was a trailer one that... At the end of it, you saw the suit... Oh, I know what what you're talking about. So, yeah. my, My bad derailing the whole thing. But, uh... Yeah, no, I The first couple of teasers for Iron Fist, I thought they were great. They they gave us a look at some of the choreography for this season, some of the the attitudes that people have, the the acting, and how everything yeah. has just gotten so much better. And now we get this trailer, and it's anything and everything that you could want. Yeah. Albeit they have announced that they reduced the show to ten episodes. Well, and I think that's I, a smart thing, especially for yeah. Iron Fist. Like. And, and, you know, I, I honestly think that it would be a smart move moving forward with all of these shows because they're, in almost every show, there's been it, it seems like unnecessary filler yeah. at times. So, cutting a couple episodes worth of just junk out yeah. wouldn't be bad and especially for this they're trying to redeem themselves from season one yeah yeah They've so got they a lot don't to want anything unnecessary in there go ahead and move your chair over just a little bit so when you're talking to me you're talking directly into the mic uh like the, the sound will come that way like how i've like moved mine here so I can oh be yeah down and look at everything and still be right into the mic uh, but let's go ahead and uh, do a little bit of a deep dive into this thing. First of all, it seems like Danny has been hard at work cleaning up the streets. Uh, do you think this is going to still be taking place in Hell's Kitchen like we saw at the end of Defenders? Uh, no. He, he dedicates himself to taking over for Daredevil, uh, helping that's with that. Right. Yeah. That's yeah. right. Uh, and, and that's not anything that we haven't seen before because in the comics Mm -hmm. there comes a point where he actually becomes daredevil dons the suit and all that i think that's during civil war uh like during that era in comics that's right i forgot Uh, he actually took the suit in the civil war yeah Uh, so uh because there there was that big thing about matt murdoch being on trial for being daredevil so that happened but i think thanks iron man Right. Those who read comics are loving it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, I mean, I think this is going to be great. We get uh, some really good, like, fight scenes. Mm-hmm. Like, snippets of fights here and there. Yeah. Davos is back. Uh, it looks it looks like the choreography is looking alright. Uh, like, A lot it's more too fluid little. than the first yeah. season already. It's still too little to tell. Like fully, but like we'll see, and it does it, it is looking better. But yeah, Davos is back. And Dawn in the Red Fist. What gives me hope, and 
okay, he's back, and he says we have, like, family matters to attend to or something like mm-hmm. that. And that really gives me hope that they're going to pull in the Battle of the Seven Cities uh, because we Hopefully. see someone Maybe else. season three. I feel like the, it's not going to happen in this season. I don't know, because we see someone else beating the shit out of Iron Fist, mm-hmm. like, better than him. Like, it, it's right. obviously a step above Iron Fist, yeah. which based on the first season and the finish and everything, that hasn't really been that hard of an achievement. But hopefully everything is better after them going to Kunlun, finding it's not there. Everything that they've been off doing, uh, there's a bigger dynamic between him and Colleen now. Mm -hmm. Uh, It seems like there's an actual relationship flourishing there. Yeah. Instead of just they're worrying about each other and sleeping together. (laughs) Uh, Now it's official. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, gonna be plenty of Colleen, uh, and we're Misty. we're supposed to be yeah. Misty Knight is coming in. We're supposed to be seeing the the formation of the Daughters of the Dragon. Yeah, yeah I can't wait for that. That's a big pull for comic fans. But th- see, that's why I think like they're gonna put off the battle for the Seven Cities is because we've only got ten uh, episodes here. And it seems like there's going to be a lot going on just with Davos alone, and then the Daughters of the Dragon, so much well, and so forth that. You'd be cutting so much out yeah. of this, what makes that story great. This could set it up. Like, yeah, this with, with everything setup. that we've seen in this trailer alone, you know, okay, Davos has been a big dynamic for Danny, uh, and it's all been in, like, the Brubaker run, which is what they're pulling a lot from is the Brubaker and the Kari Andrews run. Which is smart. It's the most popular run, yeah. from what I so, understand. So, you know, with him being the Iron Serpent, that was a, a key thing for that storyline. But one of the other key elements in that was Danny finding um, himself. No, I, I can't <laughs> think of the guy's name, but it was one of the previous Iron Fist. Mega Iron Fist. Uh, why can I not think of his name? Nemo. Orson Randall. Okay. Uh, oh, the yeah, Iron yeah, Fist yeah, that yeah. used the, the guns. Uh, now, uh, it, uh, it actually is kind of a two-pronged subject here because we see that dead body. That yeah. dead body with the Iron Mask cowl on, which gives us a really detailed look at the cowl, which looks great. It oh, does. God, I love how they've got the painted on black eyeliner-esque type I love on. the fact that they bring the nose down to a point yeah. so that it fits snug over the nose it's and perfect. keeps that look. It's very comic accurate, except for the fact that it doesn't like white out their eyes like which a is, Batman cowl. I, I guess that's understandable from yeah, a more realistic just, standpoint. It makes sense. But... Who is this dead body? Is it Orson Randall? Because that's what I thought. Well, I don't know because Orson Randall is one of the key elements in helping Danny progress as an Iron Fist. Because Mm -hmm. in the Immortal Iron Fist, when that starts out, he is relatively inexperienced with his powers and everything else. Well, what if there's what if there's a time jump at the beginning of this season, and it's been some time since he uh, since Defenders. Not so much that it's like we're past the whole Luke Cage thing, but and this could be how they explain how Danny like mastered his powers and is finally not well, a plebeian. It could, and, but I still don't think that he has fully mastered his powers because at one point we see Davos putting his thumb on Danny's forehead. He's doing that. He's taking his chi. 
So he's essentially taking the power of the Iron Fist from Danny, and that after that is when we see Davos begin using yeah. the the power of the fist. Which did you notice that Davos is using his left hand with it, while Danny always uses his right? I did not. But isn't Danny supposed to be using both, able to use both hands? Yeah, yeah. See, that's that's what I'm hoping. Like still the not Orson there Randall yet. stuff. I, I <laughs> I'm really hoping that comes into yeah. play there because that is where. And he started to before, but that's when Danny starts learning about like the healing powers of the Iron Fist and all the different things that he is capable of under the tutelage of Randall. But we don't really have much as far as plot goes yet. Yeah. We really don't. I mean, we, now that like, I think about it. like we talked about a little bit, it seems like they're trading in boardrooms for romance, so we're probably going to get a lot more of him and Colleen. Um... Yeah, no, but let's. We, we should probably talk about the most important thing, the biggest element of the whole thing the tracksuit from the end of Defenders. <laughs> Come on, guys. Like, because we see him, like, he's got kind of the color scheme going on and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, it, uh, at one point, I think he's wearing, like, the yellow bandana and a green hoodie and stuff. Yeah. But where's the tracksuit? It, it could be they'll, they'll bring it in later. I'd be okay with with the whole costume. I'd yeah. anything. Well, and like especially, and that's one more reason to use this as a launching pad for uh, Battle of the Seven Cities because that's how you can introduce the full costume. Yeah, you bring him back Ooh. to Kunlung, you get him in the full costume. That's that's a way to do it. Yeah, but. because we see in the like the training scenes that they're in kind of a similar gi outfit. They have the cow on each of them do. Yeah, and they're fighting there. So and the cow has been a pretty steady thing through the history of Kunlun, the history of the Iron Fist. Yeah. So if this is going to lead into the battle for the Seven Cities then I agree. That would be a great way mm-hmm. to introduce those because almost, well, several of the participants have different types of cows. Perfect, perfect setup for the suit. Uh, we get into season three and he's he's getting ready for the tournament and Orson Randall comes in and he's like, is that what you're going to wear? And he's like, yeah, well, that's all I have. And he's like, no, you you know what you're supposed to be wearing. And he gives, Orson Randall gives him the suit in that moment. Oh, that'd be great. That would be a great scene. Guys, this comes out on Netflix September 7th. I think the whole season is dropping, even though I I believe Netflix is talking about starting to do, like, weekly releases for some shows. I don't, Uh, I can't see them doing that with the Netflix, or with the Marvel shows, because they haven't done that how many seasons of how many shows so far, mm-hmm. people would get so mad about Honestly, that. Honestly, at this point, I, I kind of welcome it. Because I'm overwhelmed, man. <laughs> I'm overwhelmed. I mean, and, and that's uh, the other thing. We're drowning in content these days. We're we drowning are. in great content. But the thing is, like, okay, I have not finished this last round of CW shows. I haven't finished Jessica Jones. I yeah. have finished Luke Cage... Well, that, but, but that's a priority for right. for sure. But, it, you know, like we've talked before, Jessica Jones just didn't grab me. Now, here's a detriment for you, boy, though. <laughs> he comes out the same day Spider-Man on the PS4 comes out. Oh, no. Yeah. So, people are... Uh, honestly, there's going to be this whole sect 
of people that are not going to be rushing to Netflix to watch this because they're going to be too busy playing Spider-Man. And I'm one of them. Yeah. Because honestly, like, I, I think this looks better. I, I can't wait to watch it. But, man, that Spider-Man. I don't know. I... Because I'm off on weekends. So, is that a recording weekend? I don't know. That's a recording weekend. That that is a recording weekend. So, we're going to have to at least make the first episode a priority. If nothing big happens, we should maybe do something with Spider-Man and Iron Fist. Maybe we get together really early, we play some Spider-Man, we watch the first episode of Iron Fist, and then... We just do a podcast about those. Uh, that could work. Yeah, do an hour of Spider-Man, do an, uh, do an episode of Iron Fist, and we're, we're in. That that could be a possibility. All man. right, so maybe look for that one in two weeks. Moving on, though, we are going to do a couple corrections. We have some stuff from some stories that we've been covering that we need to uh, re-elaborate on due to new information that came to light first. We have a correction about James Gunn. On the last episode, we reported that sources claim Marvel was pushing for Gunn, but it actually turns out Kevin Feige is standing by Disney's decision, uh, which has been made final after a meeting last week between James Gunn and Disney chairman Alan Horn. He is out. He is done. They haven't said whether they're going to use the script or not, but yeah, it looks like this was a unanimous tandem decision between Marvel Studios and Disney. Have you not seen the uh, the posts that have come up? Which posts? The there have been several posts surfaced that Guardians of the Galaxy three has been postponed indefinitely. Uh, no, I haven't seen those. Yeah, uh, nothing, I I just. I just saw them popping up, and it's like... What news source did you see them from? Because shit... CBR? Huh? I think CBR might have been one of the links for one. That's pretty reputable. They're they're who I go to for stories for this. Them and IGN. But, uh, no, no, I haven't seen that at all. Keep keep going with our corrections. I'll see if I can find it. Well, we have another update here. We have an update and a correction uh, involving Stan Lee. We've talked about news stories about Stan Lee having been confronted by two armed gunmen, but it's come to my attention that in reality, Stan's former associate, Kia Morgan, was not only responsible but charged with filing a false police report. Uh, because what actually took place was Lee was meeting with two Los Angeles police detectives and a social worker who were performing a welfare check while Morgan was being prevented from entering the home during the interview. Uh, After Morgan's arrest, Stan Lee has filed for a restraining order, and that was granted last week. So we've got some clarification on what was on with Kia Morgan, because... Sometime around that time of the armed gunman storyline, he Mm. added a video to his Twitter saying that these people were lying and these people were lying and the only person and a close personal friend that he could trust right now is Kia Morgan, while Kia Morgan was the guy recording the video. So now that seems shady and really concerning. And now we've got Stan. He's back on Twitter like regularly. He's putting out these great videos. We obviously know that Kia Morgan was bad news. And now there's a restraining order. 
and a lawsuit and he's in jail <laughs> and all this stuff. Or I don't think he's in jail anymore, but uh, yeah, there's a lot of stuff coming down on that guy's head. So uh, you got oh, man. Whoop. So you got uh, you got that pulled up. Yeah, this is from IGN. Okay. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three production on hold as director continu- as director search continues. Okay. And they have told the actors to go ahead and work on other movies and shows okay. as they wish. Well, I don't think that's so, too much of a detriment to the MCU because. Especially if they're going with Gunn's script, which obviously there'll be some rewrites anyway. Yeah. Because he only was able to turn in his first draft, and a first draft almost never goes right. to film. So, so long as they're using his script, this movie is supposed to be set before Avengers Infinity War. So, mm. it's really not that big of a deal in the way of like how it fits into the continuity. Now... Uh, some things that I've seen other people talk about, uh, some posts that I've seen, like, what would you want for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 uh, moving forward? And people were like, you know, they'd love to see if they're not going to go with this team that they've had so far, if it's good, if it is going to be kind of a, a prequel type movie, mm-hmm. be the team of Sylvester Stallone. Well, a lot of I people were talking about that. I think it should be both. I think both teams should play heavily into it. Well, I mean, like, if it goes, like, years ago, if it goes to, like, an older team... I I don't want to see that, though. Like, I mean, it's fine. Like, I'll watch it. It'll probably be good. But, well, nobody knew who these other Guardians were before. That's that's true. But I just don't want... I want to see something with them in it. And... James Gunn himself said before all this tweet and being fired stuff came out, because uh, people were asking, is this character going to make a return? Is this character going to make a return? And he was like, well, I wouldn't have write, wrote him if I didn't intend to use them. And so I think he always intended for them to be in the next film, but as our main heroes, we're following you know, Groot, Rocket, Kimora, Quill... Uh, why couldn't I think of Drax for a minute? I almost called him Batista. Yeah, we're going to be following those guys as our main heroes, and uh, I feel like we're going to be seeing the other guys come back into the film. Yeah. But yeah, so that's our updates. Uh, James Gunn, no chance of coming back. Like, just put that one to bed. And Stan Lee is safer than ever. And thanks, Zod, for that. I I am so happy. Uh, because it has been that a rough guy has ride. Been through so much. It has been a rough ride, but he stayed strong. Uh, it's I'm I'm real happy about that. Uh, another thing, another strong person, another kind of happy note, a little bittersweet. But uh, Kelly Marie Tran, who some of you might know as Rose Tico from the Gar- or not Guardians of the Galaxy, but uh, Star Wars: The Last Jedi, she's breaking her silence because uh, three months ago. She deleted all of her Instagram posts after being railroaded by racist and uh, harassing comments and having similar remarks being added to her Wikipedia page. Uh, But now uh, she has sent in an article, and it was published by the New York Times, and the essay reads, and I'm reading this, uh, what I saw in the article in full. I copied and pasted from the article. I can't remember which one I said. It's probably IGN. (laughs) Uh, the article or the essay reads, I want to live in a world where 
children of color don't spend their entire adolescence wishing to be white. I want to live in a world where women are not subjected to scrutiny for their appearance or their actions or their general existence. I want to live in a world where people of all races, religions, socioeconomic classes, sexual orientations, gender identities, and abilities are seen as what they always have been, human beings. This is the world I want to live in. And this is the world that I will continue to work towards. You might know me as Kelly. I'm the first woman of color to have a leading role in a Star Wars movie. I'm the first Asian woman to appear on the cover of Vanity Fair. My real name is Loan, and I'm just getting started. So yeah, I'm the, like that. That really excites me a bit yeah. because I'm like, because well, and first of all, we have a a bit of a uh, you know I I don't really care how tasteless it is. Because when I first posted the story when she had initially deleted her thing, some person, like, put this huge comment and was like, look, here's how it is. It was actually a promotional account for the movie, and blah, 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 and this was always going to happen, and they've done it with other stars before. No, it was her personal stuff, so in your face, you overhyped rookie, I don't know. But that it's always it was it happened on Monday Night Raw and I decided to use it. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, but really, yeah, no, just like uh, face that guy because you were wrong. You're a jerk, and I'm so glad she fired back to this. I do have a small problem with one thing she said. I feel like I have to. I feel like we have to talk about uh, when she said about women's actions being scrutinized. Now. It could have just been a statement that she wrote down. It sounded good when she was impassioned and whatnot, but she didn't really think about what that means. But if we're all human beings, we should all be held accountable for our actions. And it's been said a million times a million different ways that words don't carry as much weight as actions do. Because you can say, I'm sorry, a million times, but your actions show your true intent. And yeah. so, yeah, women should be scrutinized for their actions. Men should be scrutinized for their actions. Everyone should be scrutinized for their actions if they're in favorable actions. You know? Yeah, I, and, and they I should be praised for their actions. Yeah. Uh, so, I, and again, I don't think it was something like she's like, no, women should be immune to everything, no matter what they do. Uh, I don't think that was her intent, but. Mm. No. I think it was an impassioned statement, and she didn't really think about it in the moment or whatever, and so that's fine. But ultimately, this is just a good thing. I'm glad to see her stand strong. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, I mean, she's going to be in the next movie, guys. She's going to be heavy in the next movie. Deal with it. Like, Aww. And I liked her. Did she have to put on weight for the role? Okay, now that's... <laughs> I kid, I kid. Yeah. <laughs> At least that joke's acceptable. <laughs> Um, we also got a bunch of first look images, which I forgot to open. Oh, yeah, yeah. these uh, these things that you don't tell me about. You you didn't need to see them before now. I want your genuine reaction. Oh, that was the folder right there. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, Vin the Human is just on it today. All right. I'm not even going to full view these because I got to... Uh, okay, so the first one, though, we got was for uh, live-action Mulan, a character photo and a set photo dropped for uh, Yifei Lau- Liu? Liu. Liu. Oh, cool, I got one. And uh, this is for her character as Hula Mulan. Uh, and 
And that is that is her. That is the production photo. It looks Wicked. Really good. Yeah, I like it. Cool. Cool sword. But this one, like, even though it is major green screen, holy crap, is that beautiful. That's going to that be is, wow. amazing. Yeah. That's, uh, that's got to be, like, at the the temple with all the dead family in it. Yeah, uh, where she sings, Who is this girl I see? Or yeah. whatever, whatever that song's title Reflections. is. Not, Reflections, yes. Uh, and this was taken by the director and posted to her Instagram, I want to say. But if this is any reflection of... Ah, <laughs> pun intended, I guess. Uh, if this is any reflection of what the shot in the film is going to look like, then this film just visually is going to be stunning. Oh, yeah. And so I'm very excited about that. Uh, coming up next, though, we've got some set photos dropped of Frank Castle from Punisher Season 2. In the classic vest, running through a crowded area. So we're going to take a look at those here. Uh, this is him just sitting down. You know, uh, I think we're probably in between takes here. But yeah. here's the action shot. Uh, God, that that, that snarling so face. And that is why he's so great yeah, in this role. Like he, he brings the nails intensity. It. Yeah, uh, and that vest. Just perfect. Mm. Absolutely everything we want. Here's another one of him. Uh, it looks like he's starting to get You can tell his he's gun. after someone. Yeah, he's starting to get his gun ready here. I believe he's about to fire it. Uh, so, yeah, these look great. Uh, and they stopped. They finished filming a little while ago. So it's it's weird that it took them this long for these photos to surface. But Yeah, because uh, we haven't really gotten any kind of a leak for and, Punisher. And the source is unknown as far as I can tell. But uh, I did look into it a little bit just to like try and confirm. But it mm. wasn't worth going too deep in. Right. <laughs> and then uh, the last, we got some leaked, like leaked, leaked. Uh, Star Wars Episode Nine photos, and I pulled these ones from at Star Wars ACTUFR from Twitter, and we got a look. Uh, the first one we have here, we got some new characters. We see Poe and Finn like halfway up a hill. Chewbacca standing up next near one of these horse things. Now I've got a closer photo here of Chewbacca next to the horse. Uh, now you can tell it's a horse, it's got some hair added, and I think these orange lights are actually for visual effects yes. purposes. Uh, so I'm wondering what these things are going to look like. They've got me very excited. I'm weirdly excited about what this creature is going to be. <laughs> uh, but we also got a further, a closer look at some of these newer characters. Uh, they right. look a little besheveled, like, they, like they're like hill people or something, like... You know, they, they obviously don't belong to any then, city or anything. You can't like just that. say hill people. What is that really a an offensive term? No, I, I didn't. <laughs> like I didn't know. Uh, well, I mean, they just look. They look like aborigines or whatever you want to say. Like you people, can't just say aborigines. Oh my God, come on. Uh, they look. They look like people outside of the grid. Yeah, you can't attack that one. Anyways, uh, no information on them whatsoever. I have no idea what they're about. And then we got a closer look at Poe and Finn from this scene. And, man, Poe looks awesome. Mm. He looks like Space Indiana Jones. He really (laughs) does. It's awesome. Like, Finn is... That's Finn in blue pants. Okay. But, man, Poe's bringing all the man to this 
this movie right think, now. I uh, think Vin's got a little bit of a nerd crush on, on Poe over here. There is no Bruce Willis. <laughs> so, yeah, these look great. Uh, you can check out all these photos on Sort of My Comics on Facebook if you want to want to find them in one place. Uh, but we're going to go ahead and take a little bit of break here so you guys can hear about our friends at the Court Appointed Special Advocates, also known as CASA. we got some detailed information. Stick around, and then we're going to get to phone booth news right after that. Oh, we need to talk about something serious. It was about that ingrown toenail that keeps getting affected. I told you we were going to talk about that off mic, but no, we're going to talk about CASA, the court-appointed special advocates group. They're doing, yeah, they're doing a little thing uh, coming up September 8th. That's a Saturday, and uh, it's going to be at the Kentucky Horse Park at 8.30 a.m. They're doing this to help out abused and neglected kids, so it's a really good cause. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But what makes it that much better is that not only for these kids, but anyone who shows up. There's going to be a cosplay contest. There's going to be food, games, crafts, superheroes there for kids to take their pictures with. And, hey, we love superheroes. Absolutely. And uh, there's even going to be a, a 1K for kids and a 5K for adults at the track, right? Right. And I believe everyone gets a little something out of that, right? Yeah. Uh, kids are going to get a cape and a medal just for participating and anyone who participates in the 5k is going to get a t-shirt and my details are shaky on it but i believe there's going to be like uh figurines or something lined across the the race line and you can turn those in for prizes yeah and stuff all superhero themed if you're listening to this you know you're obviously involved in that world so you want to get involved in this world why wouldn't you it helps kids i was say this is a charity event for a great cause Again, that's at the Kentucky Horse Park in Lexington. In Lexington, Kentucky. Uh, September 8th. Yep. 8.30 a.m. Show up in cosplay. Maybe you'll win another prize. You'll make a kid's day just by being there in costume. Right, yeah. And they're definitely looking for people. So contact them at LexSuperheroRun.com or on Facebook. They're on there as Court Appointed Special Advocates, C-A-S-A. And uh, just let them know you want to get involved. It's coming right up. So now's the time to get in, make donations, make plans, whatever you're going to do, do it now. Don't do that. <laughs> Again, that uh, web address is LexSuperheroRun.com. Guys, check them out. Uh, they're doing a great thing here. And again, if you want to get involved, you know, send them a message on their website, on Facebook, like wherever you can reach them. But speaking of closing windows, f- uh, phone booths, cue the music. It's time for the news, the phone booth news. The worst transition Wait. in SMP history ever. <laughs> it's just bad. Uh. <laughs> Anyways, guys, it's time for the phone booth news, where we try to give you the news faster than Deadpool can save the day, which gives me three minutes, 45 seconds to spout out an entire list of crap. Uh, Odell's already got the will time Will we save the, the day, or <clears throat> will we eat Ben and Jerry's? We will see. The clock starts now. In video game news, the release for the highly anticipated Spyro Reignited Trilogy has been pushed back from September 21st to November 13th. A variety of arenas and new characters, including Vegeta, were revealed for Jump Force in a new trailer from Gamescon 2018. 
A fan film that won Fortnite Blockbusters contest can now be viewed in a game map at the Risky Reels Arena. Uh, in an interview with Bloody Disgusting, Bruce Campbell revealed that an Ed Evil Dead video game is in the works and he will be reprising his role as Ash Williams in the game. In comics news, Fox has pulled the licensing for Buffy the Vampire Slayer from Dark Horse Comics, ending a 20-year relationship between the two companies. Wow. The classic Mighty Morphin Power Rangers will be swapping colors and weapons in Go Go Power Rangers number 14 from Boom Studios. A recent string of secret pro project tweets from Sean Murphy seemed to confirm a Batman White Knight sequel. DC did an announcement, however, that Batman and the Outsiders is returning in December with writer Brian Edward Hill and artist Dexter Soy. Marvel will be tackling the subject of gun violence in schools with the Champions number 24 out September 12th. The highly anticipated rebirth of Marvel Knights has been revealed to actually be a six-issue mini executively produced by Donny Cates. Yes. Spider-Man and his amazing friends are making their return in November. In November's Iceman number three, while Marvel announced a 12-part story called Dead Man Logan, meant to be the final Old Man Logan story. In TV news, Twitch is hosting an epic Pokemon live stream that will include 16 movies and 19 television seasons, which amounts to a whopping 932 episodes. The marathon begins today, August 27th. Uh, Veronica Mars is finally getting its revival on Hulu, while CBS announced the end of The Big Bang Theory with season 12, airing September 12th and ending May 2019. DC announced the DC Daily News Show for their upcoming streaming service, DC Universe, with the initial live stream being hosted by Kevin Smith. Brendan Fraser has been cast as Robot Man in the DC Universe original show, Doom Patrol. And the CW's next Arrowverse crossover will take place December 9th through the 11th in The Flash, Arrow, and Supergirl, with Lois Lane making her universe debut alongside Batwoman, while Superman makes his return. Marvel's Runaway Season 2 premieres on Hulu on December 21st, all 13 episodes dropping at once. And Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 6 premieres sometime in July 2019, just after Avengers 4, with the first episode being titled Missing Pieces. In movie news, Netflix has greenlit a sequel to last year's live-action Death Note film and another tongue-in-cheek set video from Tom Holland on Twitter may confirm Hydro-Man as a villain in the upcoming Spider-Man Far From Home. All right. In other... <clears throat> in other news, Thor's ex-roommate Daryl Jacobson revealed on Twitter that he has survived the Thanos snap, while an unopened box of pristine condition 20-year-old Pokemon booster packs was recently auctioned off for $56,000. And finally, Hasbro has officially declared August 26, 2018 National Power Rangers Day and calls for every fan to wear their colors of their favorite rangers and share the fun on social media with the hashtag, hashtag National Power Rangers Day. And that is the news. Oh. What did I do? What did I, how, how far did I miss it? I knew it went on a little long. Six seconds. Oh my god, it's where I cleared it was, my, my it freaking was throat. You cleared your throat. <clears> throat. And you weren't as quick at getting the Power Ranger bit out. No, no, yeah. But I did, I, that is the best job I've ever done at that, I think. That yeah. is the most 
concise I've ever been with it is. my delivery of phone booth news. there's been a few that if we're out here, I don't know. And I thought maybe at the end of phone booth news, uh, and I'm just now remembering this, or I would have brought it up before we started recording, <laughs> uh, what's your favorite thing that you heard in there? Like, well, like, what's the one bit of news that grabbed you? Probably uh, Murphy and Donny Cates' projects coming up. Really? Uh, the Marvel uh, Knights and the, the Batman White Knight sequel. Yeah. Uh, oh, I thought you were also bringing up Spider-Man and his amazing friends getting back together with, uh, what, Firestar, Iceman, and Spider-Man. Is Donna Cates right in that? He's executive producing something? Wait, wait, what were you talking about? <laughs> wait, wait, the, I forgot the, the Marvel Donna Knights Cates. thing you said. Oh, the Marvel Knights thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. Donna well, Cates. that's a little, uh, a little bit of a bummer, too, because the way they sold it to us was like, Marvel Knights is coming back, guys. And that's like... It's a whole separate universe, yeah. and that was awesome. Which, that's going to be perfect for Donny Cates, too. Yeah, but now it's just it's just a six-issue mini called Marvel Knights. Eh. Yeah, that's what they're like. They they're that's what's going uh, on there. It was still oh, cool. It's going in my pool for sure. I just saw this uh, earlier today too. There's uh they're bringing back the original Defenders in comics. Oh really? Yeah, uh, Namor. Uh, I forget Silver Surfer, uh, Doctor Strange, and I can't remember who the other one was. But yeah, they're bringing the original Defenders back, and uh, there's gonna be a whole slew of people working on this. Uh, but it's gonna be in like specific issues. It's they're gonna be like one shot issues inside their ongoing series. Okay. Uh, and I can't remember what the tag is gonna be on them. But it's uh, no defense or, or something like that. Kind of like how they did the search for Wolverine. Like that, there was a little symbol on the outside of each comic that was going to have a Wolverine after credits scene. Yeah, in it. Yeah, uh, but which these... I think is a really devious way to get us to buy other books. But at well, the same time, these, it's also I... kind of quaint. It reminds me of simpler times. No. <laughs> the 90s, basically. Right. Uh, I don't know. These may actually be one-shot issues outside of the series, now that I think about it, because it's like Namor, No Defense, mm-hmm. uh, Silver Surfer, No Defense, okay. Doctor Strange, No Defense, and then Defenders, No Defense. And then that'll usher in a new series. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think mine is a tie between the whole Brendan Fraser getting cast in Doom yeah. Patrol, because... Anytime I can get more Brendan Fraser. You know, I was just talking to someone the other day. I think it was after I saw that news. Yeah. I was like, man, I I have always enjoyed Brendan Fraser. Yeah. I miss that Anything guy. Anything he shows up in. Uh, but the thing I think really gets me excited is Lois Lane in the right? Arrowverse. And I'm just really excited for that crossover in general. Man, they Batwoman, are, Superman's going to be there. They're so. expanding the Arrowverse so much yeah. with the... Without the one character <laughs> that they're just not allowed to have on TV. Like, Bat who? What? Like, what? whatever. We don't need that guy. What? We don't need a Batman. We'll give you Batwoman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? Because we're diverse. Good job, WB Films. You let TV beat you, Batwoman. Right? The MCU would have never let that happen. 
but okay. to be fair, the CW-verse is proving themselves to be more capable of presenting no. these heroes. Berlanti. Greg okay. Berlanti okay. The, Ber- the Berlanti-verse is better at presenting any and all of these characters better than the movies have. Unfortunately, though, we do have to move on to the bittersweet part of our podcast. Yeah. Something we we pray never comes up every episode, but uh, sometimes it just has to be dealt with. Uh, every now and then, a legend is brought into this world, but before they can become that legend, they have to pass through this mortal coil and become fallen heroes. And this episode, our fallen hero is Jim the Anvil Neidhart. Former two-time WWF Tag Team Champion with the Legendary Heart Foundation. Passed away this month at age uh, 63. Uh, Jim, who earned his nickname actually by winning an anvil throwing contest, graced the ring with his talent in the 80s and 90s after training in the renowned Stu Hart Dungeon and with his legacy carried on by his daughter Natalia as she continues to help define a new age of women's wrestling Nobody can replace his trademark laugh or charm. The WWE Network right now has a streaming collection uh, that they just added in honor of the Anvil containing some of his most memorable moments, iconic moments. Check that out if if you're a wrestling fan who just isn't familiar with him and want to get to know him or you just want to relive some of those classic moments that you saw on TV and pay-per-view all those years ago. Uh, moving on from there, though, we're going to talk about the thing that brings us to the table, what started our love for all things nerdy, and got us to do this podcast, and that is comic books. Uh, today, we are talking about Modern Fantasy Number 1, written by Rafer Roberts, with art by Kristen Gudsnuck. Uh, and I have a little bit of synopsis here, because I am sure you have no idea what this book is about. <laughs> so, just to give you a little ease in before we do our review... A young ranger woman who came to the city with dreams of adventure, her drug-dealing reptilian wizard roommate, and her boisterous dwarf maiden BFF embark on a modern-day quest to save the world while struggling to keep their crappy day jobs and pay off their student loans. The roommates become embroiled in danger when one of their significant others finds himself taken by criminals, and the trio must save him. So... Oda, what'd you think of this book? You were a little apprehensive because this is the second episode that I've tried to get you to do this book, and you finally gave in, and so what did you think? I enjoyed it a lot more than I thought I would. Yeah, it's, right. uh, yeah. it, it's your your everyday, just normal-ish chick living in a world full of fantasy creatures. Work there. They all work day jobs. Who's, apparently, what did it say? Was she a warrior or a cleric? Uh, they, it they said ranger. Up, ranger. She's a and ranger. They bring up clerics uh, later. Her her roommate, the dwarf roommate, ends up dating a cleric. There's oh, okay, lizard yeah, wizard. Yeah. Her, Which, one lizard of her co-workers. Wizard, lizard wizard is probably the best <laughs> comic book character name of all time. I love that so much. And, and the thing, it's just normal. Yeah, like her coworker is this. Orcish Barbarian. Yeah. Uh, uh, what was his name? Uh, Grunk or something like that. Grud's, Grudnuck? Or, I, I can't remember. Yeah, I, I don't know, but I love him, and I want to know so much more about him. How, right. how angry he got about all the the snacks being eaten yeah, by the time Yeah, like they go to meeting. this meeting, and it's like, all of the food's <laughs> gone. It was just 
<laughs> devastating think, to you him. You think he's going to rage out. Like, this is the thing that's going to send him over the edge. I'm like, nah, he's, you know, he's just as stuck as everyone else. <laughs> yeah. It's like... Uh, and it's stuff like, well, it's stuff like that that makes me enjoy this comic in a way that's totally different than the way I enjoy other comics. This is like, it has its fantastical elements, but it's really relatable. Uh, it's, you know, it's I want to quit grounded. my job all the time. And so I yeah. feel for this girl as she goes through her day-to-day. And when this adventure pops up for her... She's um, so, like, relieved she's, that yeah, something... She's a little conflicted. She's like, oh my god, this thing has happened. But wait, do I get to go on an adventure? Like... I feel for that. I, yeah. I'm like, I get that, you know? Through whatever circumstances, she finally got this. Plus, she doesn't like the guy who got kidnapped anyways. <laughs> Not very much. But she's a decent person, so they're going to go get him. Yeah. But it, it was fun. Yeah. I, I enjoyed it quite a bit. Uh, it's something I'll probably continue reading for a little while. And uh, in case you guys missed it, uh, Vin here did an interview with Rafer Roberts. Yeah, yeah. A few months back before we did uh, Tricon 2018, we were the official podcast of Tricon 2018. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> right here, right here in the studio, I did have an interview with Rafer Roberts himself. <laughs> and, uh, oh, links, links below. <laughs> but uh, it, it, it's kind of nice. Sitting down, reading a book from someone that we we've had a chance to talk to. This is one of their first projects. Yep. Yeah. Uh, no, no, it, no, 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 definitely not his first project. Uh, he he's been self published for some time. He's has done stuff. Yeah, he's done stuff uh, for. I Valiant. probably should have listened to the interview like, then. You, you probably should have listened to the interview. He no, we'll just scrap no, this this whole no, thing. That no, I said. no, no. We're gonna leave your indiscretion in there. Uh, uh, you know what? That's fair because you didn't listen to any of mine. So it's all right. <laughs> <laughs> I listened to like two of them. <laughs> Uh, anyways, uh, one other thing I wanted to note about this is, like, and we'll see how it plays out and stuff, but just from the writing in this, uh, it, it feels like this could definitely be, like, a show someday. Like, it has, like, early Futurama the, vibes. Well, the anim... I say animation, but the art style in it is very reminiscent yeah. of, like, Adventure Time. Yeah. Uh, oh, absolutely. Stuff like that that just, you already see on like Cartoon Network. But I feel like this style. would play really well as an Adult Swim I was style say, show. This style could absolutely plug right into and Adult Swim. Now, uh, people need to keep in mind this is. It says modern fantasy. It has that like Adventure Time, Steven Universe kind of art style to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is not a kid's book. No, no, no. Uh, this is it absolutely is vulgar. It is a mature book. Um, it does contain vulgar language, uh, which you should be aware of. And another thing you should be aware of is if this really does interest you, our LCS, our local comic shop, did not have this book on shelf. I had to have them special order it. So if you're interested, just call your local comic shop. They'll more than likely order it in for you. Uh, or just check the shelf. Uh, you know, Especially if your comic shop is big about independent comics. Because yeah. I know some out there really give a good push for them. So, uh, yeah, you're really going to have to seek this one out, but it's going to be worth it. Mm-hmm. It really is going to be it worth really it. It really is. I'm excited to get the second issue. Uh, which I believe is out now, yeah. and uh, it, it just hasn't been picked up. We, uh, there's been a thing with me and my our local comic shop. I'm we're dealing with it. <laughs> we're dealing with it. But yeah, I'm I'm glad you liked it, man. I'm I'm really glad. I am too. I'm glad I, I, I sat down and read it. I'm glad peer pressure finally worked. 
Right? Now, if only peer pressure would work for Batman White Knight. I'm getting there. I've read two issues. You've read an issue and maybe a fifth of an issue. I get the idea. (laughs) Vinny? Vinny? Next time, we're doing a complete synopsis on Batman White Knight. This was my choice, wasn't it? So you get to pick the next one. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I do. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. You guys, though, definitely check this out. For, in all seriousness, it's fun. You're going to like it. It's charming. And it's relatable. Any adult should enjoy this book. Oh, absolutely. And especially if they like D&D. If you like D&D, if you like anything fantasy-related... Uh... If you like the podcast, uh, which I haven't talked uh, very much about... Uh, Hello from the Magic Tavern, which I know you're not aware of that one yet. Mm-hmm. You should really check it out, uh, Alpha Spectre. But if you like the podcast, Hello from the Magic Tavern, you're going to love this book. Absolutely. For sure. That's the best thing. That's the best praise I can give it. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that's good. I think that's going to do it for us, guys. Yeah. Again, you know, we're going to put some links down below for this Casa S-A-S-C-A-S-A. <laughs> U-S-A-S-L-M-O-P-Q-R-S-T-U-V. For the court-appointed special advocates. Guys, again, that is Saturday, September 8th at the Kentucky Horse Park in Lexington, Kentucky at 8.30 in the morning. Cosplay contests, food, games, crafts, superheroes, uh, 1Ks, 5Ks. It's all in that ad. LexSuperheroRun.com or check out court-appointed special advocates on Facebook. Uh, as always, though, like this episode if you liked it. Subscribe if you loved it. If you're on YouTube, don't forget to hit that bell below if you want to know when the newest videos go up. Comment your thoughts on any of today's stories, and please share this episode on social media. For real, after it's over, it's going to take you like two seconds, two seconds to just press two buttons, get it out there to the world, let people know what we're doing. And, and you know what? If you have any charitable causes or anything you want to bring to our attention, much like the CASA, send us an email. Message us on Facebook. You know, whatever you want to do. It's subject to change ENT at gmail.com. Just let us know what's going on and uh, we'll work something out. We can do an ad for you. We, we do not mind helping out these charitable causes at all. As always, though, my name is Vincent Herman, Vin the Human. James Odell, Alpha Spectre. And Cue that charitable because it was donated to us and now we can't remember who gave it to us. Outro music.